You know, I was thinking, if God is everywhere, and God is always watching us, the least we could do is be entertaining. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us today. So glad that you are here. Entertaining God. Just think about that concept. I mean, isn't that weird? I mean, could you imagine? Hello? Honey, I invited someone over for supper tonight. Is that okay? Well, sure, I guess. Who did you invite? <laughs> um, The Almighty. I wasn't married very long, and I learned my lesson right away, but one of my friends, we were hanging out, and my wife was off at work, and I just, he wanted to see our house, and so I just invited him in, and I found out later that that's not what you do, because our house was a mess. I didn't know. I was a dude. I didn't even notice, and and, and honestly, my buddy, he's not going to care. I don't care, but my wife sure cared that the house was a mess, because you know, in a lot of ways, that house wasn't just representing me, it was representing my wife too. And the house being clean was important to her. So the fact that it was a mess, uh, she didn't like that at all. Well, could you imagine the pressure if God was coming over tonight? <laughs> I couldn't imagine how, what, what we would do. If I, I just want you to just play with me for a second. Even if you think it's stupid or lame or not possible, whatever, just Play with me for a second and imagine that. Imagine God coming over to your house. Huh? For me, it's not that much of a stretch because the Bible talks about it at the end of the Bible in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. It says that Jesus is standing at the door of our hearts. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and lets me in, I will come and I will sup with him. Sup, what does that mean? It simply means it was an old English way of saying to come and have supper with you, to entertain God. Sup, I like they call it sup. It's because it's like, sup. <laughs> Could you imagine God ringing, the doorbell goes off and you're looking on your phone at your ring app there and all of a sudden you see this bright light standing there? Sup. <laughs> it's God. I want to know if I could come hang out with you <laughs> for for a little bit. I mean, I know it's crazy, but... What if, just imagine with me, what if? What if God was one of us? I mean, he did make us in his image. The Bible's clear about that. I actually like what Joan sings next in her song.
that's crazy. Just trying to make his way home. I just want us to use our imagination a little bit. I believe that's why God gave us an imagination so that we would use it so that we could connect with him in a better way, in a more powerful way. That's why we need imagination. Because we're spiritual beings that live in a physical world. Some might feel it's the opposite. Some might feel we're physical beings living in a spiritual world. But I believe the spiritual world is much bigger than the physical world. And yet we spend so much of our time and our energy focusing on the here and now, focusing on the physical, when there's something much bigger. Things like people's emotions, things like people's passion, things like, you know, and sometimes we just want to focus on just the physical, but I mean, we're mental beings and we're uh, emotional beings. And I think that we're spiritual beings as well. Bible says, like I said, that God made us in his image. So when he made humans, it says that he walked along the earth with us. Because he wanted to be with us. That's why he made us in his image. Because God was one of us. He is like one of us. Now, I'm not saying that that he's just human. I mean, he came to earth as a human in the, in the form of Jesus. But God is so much bigger than that. But we are made in his image. That's why he showed up on earth as God walked with Adam and Eve. Because he wanted them to see him, to feel him, to experience him. That's why when he showed up later on earth as Jesus, that's why Christmas is so powerful. Is because it's the baby Jesus. Like, you know, like Will Ferrell said in Talladega Nights, everybody loves the baby Jesus because we love that idea of God becoming one of us, but we don't think about God needing to be entertained. But the Bible says that God is a jealous God. He wants to be loved. That's why he made us in his image. And that's why, you know, people wonder why is there... If, if God is such a loving God, why is there evil in the world? Why is there fear, anger, crime? Well, God could have made us as robots. And he could have controlled every thought we ever had so that we would never, ever sin. We'd never, ever do wrong. we never, ever harm anybody else. But he already had angels up in heaven that, that bow down and worship him and, and, and all that. But God wanted someone in his image. He wanted someone like us. He wanted to be entertained by us. I think we often see God as this boring or mean or forgetful or not even noticing this, the supreme, the big guy upstairs, the, the, this higher power, this whatever. I think that we often see him as negative and, and mean and, you know, with the magnifying glass and we're the little ants that he's ready to fry. And when we see negative things happen, we think God is just out to punish us. He's out to hurt us and he's out to make us angry and all this type of stuff. But I don't think that's how it was. We're just getting off of Mother's Day, celebrating Mother's Day. And I was talking about this on Wisdom. That's an app that I was talking with Joe, Joe McCarthy of Mojo Studios, who we were talking about how, you know, we often talk about on Father's Day that man was made in God's image, but the Bible says right after that that male and female, he created them in his image. Women were made in his image too. The heart of a mother, you know, we don't call it a papa bear, we call it a mama bear. I mean, uh, the love of a mom can be a teddy bear or it can be a mama bear, either one, right? But we don't talk about, you know, the most scariest thing you could be would be caught between a cub and a mama bear because you don't mess with mama bear, right? I wouldn't want to mess with papa bear, daddy bear, uh, brother bear, sister bear, any of those. But the idea of a mama bear, because that fierce love of I'm going to protect, I'm going to stand up. And that's really what Jesus did. That's the love of God is the love of a mother 
Where does that come from? Well, God placed that in that mom. And that's what God is like. But we don't think ever look at the fact that he needs to be entertained or wants to be entertained or loves to be entertained by us. And when we do communicate with them or decide to come into, I don't know, God's presence or, or think about him or whatever, we always get so somber and we get so serious and we lower our voice and when we pray, we just pray like this. Man, if my wife did that every time I came into her presence, <laughs> well, hello, my love. How are you today? Would you like to go get something to eat? Let's go out this evening, shall we? The two of us, and let's dine. I mean, <laughs> that's not the relationship I want to have with my wife. I want to have a fun relationship. I mean, I would take her anyway. She wants to talk to me. I'm going to take it. But I want my wife to be joking with me, high-fiving me, teasing me, um, goofing around with me. And I think that's how God made us in his image. He made humor. That's what God is looking for. And I know this is probably blowing some people's brains out there, but that doesn't mean it's wrong just because you've never heard stuff like this before. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just simply means that we haven't heard it before. When God wants us to entertain him, when he wants us to welcome him into our life, into our heart, into our world, he wants us to not just be so somber. I just, it just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little lit up, but I'm, I'm, I just have a pet peeve that we make. I hated prayer growing up. We did a whole bunch of prayer series on, on this, this podcast. We did a whole bunch of them back to back on prayer. Uh, so we kind of talked about this before, but the whole idea, we make it so somber. I didn't like praying because prayer to me means I had to stop being myself and I had to morph into somebody else and I had to fold my hands and close my eyes and I had to speak a different language in old King James version. I had to get all serious. And I had to really feel emotional. And man, if I had that pressure on me to hang when I'm hanging out with my best friends, it would not be fun to hang out with them. And God's fun to hang out with. He wants to entertain us. He wants to be entertained by us. <laughs> he wants us to be full of life. I believe it was St. Irenicus that said, the glory of God is to see man fully alive. He wants us to be enthusiastic when we hang out with him. He wants us to be full of life. Jesus even said, I have come that I might give you life and life to the fullest. God wants us to have a happy life. He wants us to entertain him, to bring him into our world, into our homes, into our hearts, into our lives, into our problems, into our crap, into our garbage. He wants to be a part of that. But we want to make sure that we get the whole house cleaned up first before we invite him in. But God's like, can I just come in the way <laughs> that it naturally is? I can handle the dirt. I became a human. Remember? I mean, God can handle our pain, our hurt, our ugly, our dirt, our junk. He can handle that. But he wants us to be who he made us to be. God didn't give you humor so that you would hide it from him. He didn't give you life so that you would hide it from him. He didn't give you the, the desire to entertain so that you would hide that from him. That you just spend all those qualities on other people. He wants your passion. He wants your enthusiasm. The word enthusiasm comes from a Greek word called entheos. Enthusiasm comes from entheos. Theos means God. 
theology, the study of God. I mean, theos means God. Enthusiasm in theos literally means in God or being full of God, God being in you. God wants us to be enthusiastic. He wants us to be full of life, not like this. I mean, if that's how you want to connect with God, that's your choice and you can, and I'm going to, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other, but there's a lot of people out there that are never going to connect with God that way. And I want to get their attention. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, I can't do that prayer thing like that. I can't either. I mean, no, I can if I have to, but I don't like doing that. I just want you to know out there that God wants you to be full of life. That's why he gave you life. Not so that we would hide it from him, but that's so that we would do it in him, in theos, enthusiastically. We would be in God. God would be in us. (laughs) That's really what he wants. But I don't think that we, not only do we not entertain God or thinking about entertaining God or thinking that God even needs to be entertained, we oftentimes do the exact opposite. We entertain evil. Out here, love burns through you like a favor. And when the devil comes to rip that love from you, there is no funeral with somber speeches that dull our senses and deaden our hearts. Out here, you turn toward the pain as it tears into you, and you let it. When you do, the devil gets bored. He seeks another soul to eat. And you get to live again. When you do, the devil gets bored. (laughs) But we don't want to bore the devil. We'd like to entertain him instead. When we hold on to the anger and the hate. We're hurting ourselves more than we're hurting anybody else. On the same show, I also saw this clip. Meanest thing you can do to yourself is hate somebody else. I know what it feels like to hate the world. You don't want to feel it, honey. Be sad. Cry yourself blind. You leave hating at me. The meanest thing that we can do is to hate somebody else. And when we hate somebody, we are entertaining evil. We are entertaining the devil. We are welcoming those things into our life. We are in anger. We are in hate instead of in theos. Here's another clip from the same same episode last night. And, you know, that's kind of how, how it works with me is that when I see something, like I said, we're spiritual beings in a physical world, or if it's easier for you to see us as physical beings in a spiritual world, but I think that there's two worlds there. I think there's a, a spiritual world as well as a physical world. And what happens in the physical world oftentimes is the spirit world trying to get our attention. The, the two go hand in hand with each other. So When I see a show, I put myself in that show. And oftentimes that's how God or the universe or higher power is trying to communicate with me to what I'm watching or what is going on in front of me. It might even be a TV show. It might be a a couple people 
interacting with each other. But I want to see the bigger picture and go, wait a minute, that's me too. I mean, you ever notice how, you know, we, we like to judge other people or we like to see something that someone else is doing wrong, but we never notice when we're doing something wrong. But I think to see the bigger picture is when you see somebody else acting up and you go, wait a minute, I kind of do the same thing. Maybe not in that category, but I do it in this category. I just think that there's more going on around us. And if we pay attention to the moment living in, in the now, we begin to, we, we, it can just open up a world to so much more. And I'm just watching one episode of some Western show called 1883, and these things keep popping up. <laughs> so here's another clip from the same show episode that I just think fits in with right with what we're talking about. That's, um... This is a present. Yes, it is. Why would you buy me this? Well, you said. I'm scared. I can give you something that makes you happy and protects you. Don't see the crime in it. You want me happy? Of course I do. You want me to feel safe? Yes, ma'am. That's love. Me letting you take care of me is not fear. It's loving you back. You want me to be happy? You want me to feel protected? Well, of course I do. That's love. (laughs) I mean, that's what we should be doing. Helping others feel happy and helping them to feel protected, to feel safe, to feel like their opinions matter. And it's okay for them to share their opinions, for them to feel like, I mean, when it comes to even our family. When, when our, our family members, whether they're children or their parents, or whatever, feel like they can truly be themselves, that's love. When they feel it's safe. So our social media, is it a safe place for other people to come on? Or do they get, I mean, there's people out there that, that are representing God and yet you're the opposite of safe. And they're opposite of trying to make people happy. But God wants us to be enthusiastic. And then when she replies back, Me letting you take care of me is not fear. It's loving you back. When someone decides to love you, to help you feel safe, to help you feel happy, the best thing that we can do is just receive that and say thank you. (laughs) Just say thank you. That's you loving them back. When someone wants to give you money or somebody wants to give you time or somebody wants to give you an encouraging word or someone wants to give you a compliment, you know what? When you receive it from them, you're loving them back is what you're doing. And the exchange that's going forth, back and forth between you guys, it, it, between the two people, the four people, the whatever people, is it's a beautiful thing. That's love. That's what God is. That's what God does. That's what he wants us to do. In fact, there's an ancient saying, 2,000 years old. It's in the book of the Bible called Hebrews. It was actually a letter written 2,000 years ago. Chapter 13, verse 2. Of course, we put the numbers in there. It was just a letter, but we put the numbers in the Bible so that we can find sentences like this easier. But it says this, do not, check this out. This is so good. Do not forget to entertain strangers. 
for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. So maybe the idea of entertaining God is like just way too crazy for some of us. But it says right here that sometimes when we're entertaining, the Bible says that when you've done it under the least of these, you've done it unto me. In other words, and it also says, how can you say you love me? God says, how can you say you love me and yet hate your brother? That doesn't make any sense. Like I said, the spiritual world is connected with our physical world. And when we entertain people, we don't know. Maybe we're entertaining angels. I do know this, that when you love people, you're loving God. When you love my children, you're loving me. Even if you don't like me, you're still you're still loving me. You might just hate me, but all of a sudden you don't know who my kid is, but you're loving my kid, or you might not like me, but you, you think my kids are pretty cool and they are pretty stinking cool. But when you love my children, you're loving me, even if you don't like me. Does that make sense? So the best thing that we can do is to give a present, make somebody feel safe make someone feel happy, or at least want them to be happy. Let them know that you want them to be happy by your actions. That's love. That episode was called Boring the Devil, I believe, from 1883. And uh, I think it's time we start doing that. I think it's time to stop boring God and start boring the devil instead. To stop entertaining evil and start entertaining the light enthusiastically. Because when you turn toward the pain, as Elsa said in that clip, as it tears into you, when you turn to the pain, when it's tearing into you and you let it tear into you, instead of hiding it, instead of getting mad at somebody else, instead of you face the pain, you face the the, the struggle, you face your inner insecurities, whatever they may be. But as you let it, when you do, the devil gets bored. You are no longer entertaining the devil. But when you hold on to that and it turns into anger and you start hating somebody else because of it, that's entertaining evil. But when you face it and get help, if you need to get help, I get help. We're not supposed to do this thing alone. But when you face it and go, okay, this is tough, then I'm going to face this thing. The devil gets bored. And when he gets bored, he seeks another soul to eat. And you get to live again. Make someone happy. I hope that helped. Make just one someone happy. Thanks for listening. And you will be happy too. And that's what God is all about. If God is always there and he's always watching. The least we can do is be entertaining. Remember, life might not be perfect. Pain may tear into you. But that doesn't mean life can't be happy. Steve Ace.